to the Shooting Straight Podcast. I'm Tina. And I'm Wendy. And boy, do we love the truth, even when it hurts. Yikes. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Tina. It's so good to see you again. Good to see you. I love doing this podcast. It is so much fun. It is super fun. And we have two of our all-time favorite people in the room. We do. We do. We have our husbands joining us today. Yes, the misters. The misters. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hey, guys. Welcome. Glad you guys are here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, Wendy, why don't you explain to everyone why our husbands are here? Well, besides the fact that they just love being with us. That's right. Can't get enough. true. We're the mm-hmm. best. Um, <laughs> the second reason specifically for today is that they're coming to speak on the topic of being the husbands of pastors. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. a different perspective. You hear a lot about pastors' wives. You don't hear a lot of talk about pastors' husbands. True. Because that would be confusing it would to be a confusing. lot of people in 2022. Yeah. Like, what is that? That would not compute. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know what you mean by that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely a different perspective, I think, probably being a pastor's husband. Yes. I would imagine. So I'm anxious to hear. So, um, Wendy, why don't you go ahead and introduce your husband and tell us a little bit about your guy's story. Okay. Um, so my husband's name is Lauren and we'll just start out. Not a girl's name. Not a girl's name. Not a girl's name, but it is, (laughs) but he's a man with a girl's name. He's the husband of a pastor who's a a female. female. Yeah. Right. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. A little complicated there. Yeah. We're messy already, right? Yeah. You have to pretty much explain every time you introduce who you are, Mm -hmm. like that you got Wow, that, that we're not. You might both. need cards. Yeah. Like, here, just read this. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is us. <laughs> that would be a big card. Like, we're not talking index <laughs> card. We're talking. Okay. So, yes, Lauren is my husband of over 20 years now. And we wow, have, congratulations. Thank, thank you. you very much. Uh, we have three kids that are Lauren, can you name it? 19, 17, and 16. Nice. Wow. No cliff notes on that. No cliff notes. Well Ex- done. No, but our daughter's 15, so you, oh. didn't, you didn't get it right. It's 1917, 15. It's 15. <laughs> I, right. It's easier yeah. just to round it up, right? It really that's is. right. Yeah, that's right. Is. She's got her permit, so that's, that's <laughs> oh, close. That wasn't the one. There it was. That's the one I was looking for. There you go. It's all right. Yeah. So how did you guys meet? So we met um, at Cincinnati Bible College and Seminary. Um, I robbed the cradle because Lauren is almost five years younger than me. So Scandalous. He, it is scandalous. Wendy. Crazy. Um, <laughs> so he was in undergrad getting his degree in biblical studies, and I was uh, in graduate school getting my master's in counseling. And again, the irony of that experience was that he was going to school to ultimately be a pastor, and I was going to school to be a counselor, and it ends up that I am a pastor, and he has done a myriad of all sorts of other things and not done that. So, so yeah. Wow. Our journey. So what, what can I ask what you do, Lauren? I manage the estimating department for a construction management company. So wow, awesome. Put the bids and quotes together and try to make sure that it gets done right. Sweet. Awesome. Well, glad you're here. Thank it's you. good to hear a little bit of your story. Mm-hmm. I will introduce my husband, Aaron Troy Pavey, but he goes by Troy. No <laughs> one calls him Aaron. Well, unless I'm, my mom. Unless I'm irritated, then I'll say Aaron. <laughs> you and my mom. <laughs> the full name comes out when you're irritated. <laughs> That's right. So, Troy, why don't you tell everyone where we met? Well, we actually met in a psychiatric hospital. True story. Nice. 
It's yeah. a true story. We, we love were, telling that story. Yeah. yeah. Just it let it sit for a, a second. Is that what people say? It explains a lot. <laughs> Just let it sit for a second. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Just let everyone yeah, ponder. We were, we were both psychiatric <laughs> technicians with, um, you know, the first job you get out of uh, when you have an undergrad degree in psychology is the psych tech. And so that's where we are. We work there together. But um, what else? Well, we've been married for 29 years. Yep. Well, 29 in June. In June. I'm almost just right there. Nice. We're right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and by the way, let me just add real quick. There is a guy named Lauren Green who's mm. a man. Yeah. Okay. And I, I was in the Air Force with a guy named Lauren. So it, to me, when I heard, when he introduced himself, I was like, oh, he seems like a normal a name. A manly name. I didn't name. even think. You didn't. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. guys right. So we've offended everybody now in the whole world that's named Lauren. Sorry <laughs> well, about that out well, there. Well, Troy just brought that back around. Yeah. So they're okay. It's okay. <laughs> they're all right. So yeah, let me just, yeah, I just had to put that out there. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. yeah. We love telling people we met in a psychiatric hospital and just let that sit for a second, you know. Yeah. That is... It's really, really fun to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, psych tech, you probably should. So psych techs are kind of like, um, they are, I, I'm going to say the grunts for lack of a better word, but basically they do the hands-on work on the unit in the psychiatric hospital. So room checks, meeting with patients, all the things, mm-hmm. the yeah. code 100s. All the fun stuff. Did mm-hmm. anyone ever confuse you guys for patients ever? No, I think it was pretty clear. <laughs> no. Okay. No, that's good. <laughs> that's not saying they didn't have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but no, as far as we know, yeah, I don't think that happened. No. We met from across the cafeteria. Right. There it was, like right that. there. Just like that. <laughs> wow. Eyes locking across the jello or <laughs> that's <right>. whatever. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. So we have two kids. We Our daughter's 25. She got married last July, and is, we're expecting our first grandbaby in July. Yay, congratulations. Thank you. So we're super excited. Our son is 18 and graduating from high school awesome. in June. Right. So. And he's heading to Indiana Wesleyan, just like, Indiana oh, Wesleyan. Just yeah. like your That son. is where our oldest son is. Right. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, he wants to go in, and he wants to study to be a pastor. Wow. There you go. Yeah. They'll both be there. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. Fun. So, yeah. Well, good to get to know everyone's stories a little bit. Um, So, you guys have a unique role being married to female pastors. And we have a bunch of questions. Wendy, do you want to start us off? I will start us off. So, guys, first question. What challenges are there for you specifically in watching a woman navigate through ministry, because it is a male-dominated profession overall, what would you say to that question? What have you noticed in doing this journey with us? And yes, our our bosses will listen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you could think that through. I'm going to have my hand right here yeah. on the beeper, yeah. just in case. Pastor Nathan, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Please don't sell us out on the air. I think the biggest challenge is, I mean, you, you, when you deliver the word and you hear lots of accolades, fantastic job, um, but then you occasionally hear someone say that they don't think a woman should be a pastor. That's To me, it's like, how can you even say that after someone delivered a word like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably my biggest challenge is, is the naysayers when it comes to 
whether or not a woman should be on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if mm-hmm. God puts her up there, then, and God delivers the word through her, mm-hmm. who are you to argue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think for me, again, because Wendy's role has always been more at previous churches, you uh, ran the counseling center or was more focused on care ministry. So she wasn't up front on the pulpit as much. Um, but it was much more of a, of a behind the scenes role. And I think it just, you know, at times, I don't know that at the at least at the very beginning when there wasn't as much, there wasn't as often you would run into a woman pastor. Um, I think it was just kind of, you know, are you, you may have the title, but you don't necessarily rank quite as high on the pastor totem pole as a male in her role doing the same thing with the same title would have ranked. Mm-hmm. So I think, it, but it's gotten a lot better, um, you know, over the last 20 years, I think for sure. Yeah, agree. And I think, you know, depending on where you are and who you're pastoring under or with, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, Tori's reference has been like, emails or side conversations from congregants like I don't think women should be preaching I don't I've had I had one woman come up to me (laughs) after or I was getting ready to preach and she came up to me she's like are you preaching today I said yeah she said I don't like women preachers and (laughs) I'm like well have a nice day okay (laughs) can I get you coffee (laughs) how can I serve you and she's like except for when I hear you preach so it was like interesting people are like some of the compliments even feel Mm -hmm. a little like uh, okay thanks yeah thanks i'm a little confused yeah that statement well to your point troy what i always thought was interesting and again when i graduated from seminary it said very clearly on my diploma preach the word which they want when i got hired places they wanted to see my diploma but didn't take (laughs) the directive (laughs) <laughs> maybe necessarily of what it said as far as what I've been trained to do and that influence and that kind of role in the church. So I thought it was even interesting with even some of our Bible colleges that did not support that would actually place that on the certificate that would go with you as you move forward into ministry. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Have there been times, and, and we, we won't ask you to be specific, where you kind of wanted to come in and advocate on behalf of your woman pastor? Yes, for sure. (laughs) That is, that is another, that is another struggle. I think there's a little bit of the, you know, male protector role that sometimes gets tapped a little bit when I see her, you know, having to deal with things or people being unreasonable or having to defend herself over and over again for the same thing where, yeah, it's hard not to, not to go in there and get involved, but she handles herself well. So. Yeah, my instinct is I want to step up and do something yeah. about it because I don't like it. Right? Yeah. It's like I want to, I want to step in and and take control, but I do step step back and say, okay, I have to let her do her thing and and not not take over. So yeah, that's that's a challenge. Yeah, I think too. Um, just as you know, you're roles as like the head of the household right it's I'm just kind of comparing what a pastor's wife experiences with a male pastor versus you guys and you know as we submit to our husbands we submit you know to others but just 
how much different that has to be because you you're the head of the household too so it, your job as protector and defender is constant like it's con- and so fighting that back because I think I think a pastor's wife probably feels the same thing and wants to come in and like you know stick up for her husband or whatever but I think it's probably a little more intense if that would be right I would agree yeah Maybe. yeah I mean it's it's you know you're you're our you're my wife so I don't like when people challenge you because that means it's time for me to step in and challenge them. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, no, it doesn't work like that. So, but in your role that happens often. And, um, for me, it's like, it's hard to step back and just let it go. You know what I mean? It's like, I really, <laughs> really want to interject myself. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that too, you know, being an Enneagram eight, you are prime defender, like, it's right. part of your personality. And Lauren, I don't know if you know Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? Eight. You're an eight too. Oh, yeah. we're both Oh, eights. that's right. You told me that before. And I was like two eights married together. Remember I asked you to pray for our children. That's right. You <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. We're both eights. So you can imagine the self-restraint at times when people make comments for both of us. And then on behalf of each other. And <laughs> that's just a daily struggle. You're so. always challenging. <laughs> yes. Yes. I challenge you. I challenge you. We challenge each other. We challenge the whole world. (laughs) We, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. As a three, I'm good. I'll just let you challenge unless I have to, then I'll step (laughs) up. But yeah. All right. So let me ask you another question. Um, And I'm going to skip around a little bit on the questions that we have, Wendy, Mm because you're looking at the same notes, but what would you say are some of the most positive things about the role, about your role or your wife's role? I think for us, because our, our youngest, who's 15. <laughs> Got it right. <laughs> Good Thank job. 15. Um, There's an applause one. I just don't know which one. Um, so our oldest two are boys, youngest one's a girl. And the thing that is so awesome is that I I do not believe that there's anything that our daughter feels she can't do because she's a girl. That's awesome. And I love that, you know, Wendy's in a non-traditional, you know, role and she just sees how how that works, and hopefully she gets the you know courage and the motivation to go for what she wants to do and not let not let that get in her way of anything. Awesome. How about you, Troy? Can you ask me that question again? I got really angry. <laughs> I know. I was listening to Lauren too, and I was like, "That was really good." good. Stuff, yeah. yeah. The question was, "What are some of those positive things about?" your role as a pastor's husband or? Yeah, I think that um, I love when old people come to you and say, oh, hi, Tina, and they're hugging you and stuff. And then the little kids do the same thing. I just love to watch um, your engagement with, with the whole congregation from, from young to old. That's, uh, it, it just, it's just, it's just awesome to sit back and watch that happen and how much they love you. You can see the love on all of them and just how much they really embrace you and what you do as a pastor. So that's always uplifting to see that happen. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Starry eyed. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. What about, uh, what do you like about your role as the husband? 
So that was good about, you know, what you like about our role, you know, seeing the fruit of what we do. What about your role? Are there benefits or things that you like about being the husband in the church versus the pastor? Well, let me just be honest with you. Most people don't know me, but <laughs> they true. all know Tina. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when I walk in the room, like, oh, you're Tina's husband? Like they don't know me. And, mm. you know, they might say that three or four times and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, well, I'm with her. Okay, but we have but. to explain it because <laughs> I was working at a different campus. Right. And so because of our son, my husband was planted at our Noblesville campus, that was kind of our home, but I was actually functioning in my role at our Fishers campus. So we weren't together very But you've been doing this a long time and that's been forever. So it's not just... (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Lauren, do you have that same kind of experience? Yeah. um, Again, because of the previous churches, she was more in the background. Um, You know, when, when she's running a counseling center and some, you know, a lot of the people that she's pouring into every week aren't going to come up and acknowledge her on Sunday mornings. Uh, (laughs) They're more like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I make eye contact. No eye contact. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, she was always available if somebody wanted to come up. And one of the things, again, being married to a counselor that I've learned is if we're someplace and some random stranger comes up and starts talking, just back away, give them space. You know, if she'll introduce me, if it's appropriate, she'll not, if it's not just to maintain those boundaries. And so, because so much of her previous role as a pastor was in that care umbrella, um, I don't know that I was known very well, but that was just kind of a byproduct of that role. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Troy's a little more on the introverted side too. So I don't know that, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. Like, did you hate that? Like, does that bother you? Not really, not unless it's time for lunch and you're still talking. That's oh, funny. fair. Because <laughs> that never ends. There is that. <laughs> that would be one of the negative sides of being oh, married sorry. to any pastor. Let's is go there, hungry shall we? people <laughs> at lunchtime and the kids are like glazed over and yep. pulling at your shirt when they were little and I'm still talking. Yeah. And I'm still it's talking. One thirty, two o'clock is a perfectly normal time for lunch on a Sunday. It is. <laughs> Even if it's nap time or lunch time yeah. or right. That could be bad. I think there's a, a an unwritten code in my family. Like when I'm like, I'm I'm packing up, I'll be home in ten minutes. I think there's like an understanding. We'll see her in an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tack on the extra time. Yes, always. But it's not always our fault. Like sometimes you're literally walking to the door. Yeah. You have every intention. Like I'm leaving the building. Yeah. And something happens. Intersection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are there more? You care for people. So that's why that happens. Right. You you care about those relationships. Yeah. So we want to stop. I mean, no one's making us stay there. We want to stop. So it just. Well, it's not like you're going to be like, sorry about you. Like it's lunchtime. Right. Right. (laughs) A lot of times I think those are the best conversations like when you look back over your day like who Mm -hmm. do you talk to what interactions did you have those are the ones that you feel like you made the most impact yeah because the lobby's quiet you know there's not Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff going on and you're just able to minister to that person in front of you and you know it's god brings you the people that he knows needs that extra time yeah yeah it's his schedule ultimately so yeah are there more like so that was kind of one of the negatives of the role are there more? <laughs> or? I don't. I don't know about. 
I mean, it's easy to think of things when you're in the in the midst of it, but yeah. it's not. I mean, you know, the the good outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think one thing that Lauren and I have talked about is just one of the challenges being, um, again, if if most of the men on staff or um, male is just the gatherings of sometimes the pastor's wives. So in some of the previous churches that we've been at, they've had pastor's wives teas or different gatherings. And obviously they're not inviting him unless they changed it like ax throwing or bowling or something in which they probably weren't going to do. You know, he just wasn't included in those things. And so it was, you know, it's just a little odd when the, the staff or staff spouses are trying to bond and there just isn't a real place naturally for that yeah. to happen. So. That's a really good point. Did you feel that? Yeah. I mean, because I, my, my thought going to college was I would be in the ministry. I, I always kind of found myself, the pastors, my wife, and then me kind of hanging out with the pastors more so than, than the spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I enjoy it. I mean, I'm, I'm more on the extroverted side, so I can talk to about anybody, but true. He can talk to anybody about anything, anytime. Yes. Yes. So if lunch so. is at two o'clock, it might not be all your fault. Is that what that I'm is hearing? very fair? I'm just asking. That is very, fair. I'm not presuming you can. Oh, and that oh. would be true. <laughs> that would okay. be true. You cannot Sorry, confirm or deny. accusation. <laughs> 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 Tori, what about you? Have you ever felt kind of odd out because pastors why like No, because I'm an introvert. I'm okay not. <laughs> well, that's I mean, true. You know, give me a friend or two to go golfing with and I'm fine. I don't need to have the big yeah. key with all the people. Well, and Troy Troy bonds pretty well with like our past like so they have a Pittsburgh Steelers connection. And right. so they have their own little like relationship that happens through texting and football. Right. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, so let's move to the family. Like what, uh, you know, a lot of times, I don't know, I'm not going to presume this for you. I know for our family, there's been a lot of times where it is like, oh, mom said she'll be home in 10 minutes. So two hours from now, we'll actually see her. Like, how did you see that play out for the kids? Like, how did that affect the family as a whole for both of you? both of you guys I'll go first this time so I think that um the one thing Sundays are Sundays that's the work day right Mm -hmm. um with both of our kids they they played soccer so they they had weekend tournaments and stuff like that so there was a lot of times it was me and you know either our son or daughter traveling off to Cincinnati for the weekend um for a soccer tournament and mom was at home Mm -hmm. with the other kid (laughs) <laughs> and going to church. So that was, uh, you know, that was always a, I guess it was just a miss, you know, missed having all of us together for those kind of things. It was kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I missed many a tournament out of town. Yes. Yeah. How about you? I think for us, um, it's always interesting when, you know, you're checking in kids to the, you know, their classrooms or whatever. And again, it's, I'm the one guy that, it's typically doing that more, you know, motherly role typically, but you know, we adopted all three of our kids at the same time. So they're six, three and two when we, when we adopted them. And so, you know, we already kind of had a Sunday morning rhythm of what she would, 
would do. And so once we got the kids, it's, it really became, you know, it's on me to, you know, Sundays, like you said, is a work day. And so anything that's kid related, you know, once we got them ready and in the car, then, then she's, she's on and I need to be the one, you know, running point on, on handling all that. So, yes. I would disappear as soon as we hit the, her, the the church doors. I'm gone. And he was on deck, single parenting all morning. So, yep. <laughs> Yeah. And so many times, even if we were at the same campus, it was like, it didn't really matter because oh, I, I, yeah. I never sat with him in service right. mm-hmm. just because you're always right. floating and doing the job. Right. Yeah. Well, we drove separate. So yep. mm, um, yeah. Yes. She had that to was be because of lunch. <laughs> Yes. And I wanted lunch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Before two o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any more questions, Wendy? I have one more, but I don't want to. Mm, go ahead and say yours and I'll keep thinking. I might have I, some more. I guess what I'm wondering, um, we probably have time for like two more. Um, my question would be, what would you say to men who are married to strong women. And I'm not saying that just because we're pastors. There's all kinds of strong women. Like being a pastor doesn't, isn't the qualifier for that. But I happen to know Wendy and, you know, we connected because we're very much the same and we have strong personalities and and independent minded and we do the things. So what would you say? Because sometimes I think people would perceive that as a threat to, you know, a man being the head of the household, um, you know, like you're talking about checking in the kids and yet you're the man and the dad, like, what would you say to men who maybe are feeling a little insecure or for lack of a better word, threatened by a, a, a wife who maybe has a position that's that, uh, I don't know what the word is consuming. You go first, Lauren. Um, that's a good question because I, being an eight, am a strong personality as well. Yeah, right. And so I don't, like, she doesn't threaten me in the least because that's what attract, like, I think, again, a lot of people are opposites attract and, yeah. and our story is really different because we were attracted because we are so similar. Mm-hmm. And so I love that I had this, you know, ironing, sharpening iron type relationship. And so it doesn't it's hard for me to relate, I think, to okay. perceiving that. And so I, I'm not sure how to, how to, to give advice <laughs> on that because that's not, that's not been our story and that's not kind of how, you know, how I've experienced being on the other side of a strong woman. That's always been what, what's attracted me to her and, and what, what I wanted. Um, well, and I, I guess as you're talking, it's like, well, it makes sense why two eights would work because the challenge is life giving. Yes. Like yes. You, yes. you, you might, you don't mind the sparring mm-hmm. and the, that actually you enjoy that. Yes. So yes. That kind of makes sense. All right. I'm getting a picture of your life after <laughs> dinner and I'm like, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I could stand up. We've but, made, we made some friends nervous when oh, we were dating. <laughs> we've been out to dinner with people and they've actually dismiss themselves to the restroom because they're like, <laughs> I feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And we're like, we're great. <laughs> they're like, okay, but I'm not. So I'm going to excuse myself. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Amazing, scary. <laughs> I Again, we deserve each other is what we say. Oh, we just, good. it's a good thing that God brought us together because we deserve each other and all of our, okay, all the things. So. There we go. Awesome. 
Yeah, I, I believe that Tina's dark side is an eight. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she she could be challenging, and but that's again, wow. like you guys, that's exactly what I what I found attractive in her the fact that she was someone who was going to stand up for herself, and she wasn't just going to sit there and be a doormat. She was, you know, ready to to stand up and and show herself. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of like that. You know, I don't yeah. like a doormat. I like someone who's willing to um, fight for themselves and. Um, have a strong personality. So yeah, that was definitely not that there haven't been moments where you're like, well, you could give a little. <laughs> well, of course, but <laughs> yes, it happens. Even with us at times, it's like, okay, at times, yeah. at times. <laughs> well, at times. And can I tag onto that real quick too? So, yeah. you know, you talked about traditional roles and stuff like that. I think that's the first thing that, that men have to do is understand that there is no traditional roles. Right. I mean, it's perfectly okay for a man to help out with laundry and dishes and stuff like that. It's not like it that's a woman's job kind of thing. I think it's important for the 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 team to work together to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll let her do more dishes if she wants, <laughs> but I don't mind helping, right? Right. Right. All right, hold on. There we go. <laughs> I'm starry-eyed again. He's doing dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, that's I just want to add that on there cuz you know sometimes I think people do have those stereotypes of what a man and woman should be doing and I just don't think that's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've never really been traditional in that way like you've always pitched in. Mm-hmm. Right. Same. Although we've had some, you know, discussions about at what level. Right. <laughs> well, and again, I think it's just kidding it's being able to flex for whatever is necessary at that time because yeah. the previous job, I traveled a lot more than I do now. I mean, I, I work from home now, but you know, at that time there'd be one or two nights a week, every week that I was gone. And so it was obviously all on her on those nights, but then there are other nights that, you know, she had to work late at church or, you know, Sundays where, where then it was all on me. And so it's, it's just that communication of, okay, we both realize what needs to be done. What's the most efficient way to do it. And it doesn't matter. Is it, the male or female doing it. It's just like you said, it needs to be done. We're a team and just take care of it. Yeah, that's good. Well, Wendy, where are you? Do you have another question? One last final comment. I think we can wrap it up. I guess one thing that, that popped into my mind and just hearing all the discussion today is that as we all know, um, when we decided, when you go into ministry, it's not just a job, it is a lifestyle and your whole family is signing up for this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that maybe if anyone took away anything from all of our conversation is when you're thinking about pastors' families, if there is a female pastor in the family, just thinking about that, you know, pastoring is a challenge anyway because it is, it's not a nine-to-five job, but it is an extra challenge when you don't fit the norm. And so there's just an extra amount of energy that you put in when you're a family that is a little non-traditional, whether it be pastoring or any other non-traditional role. Right. But that's something I don't think a lot of people think about is that what what people just accept from a male pastor and the way their family functions, they don't always naturally accept by the way we function. And sometimes we do get the extra questions. We do have to give the extra explanations. And it's just a little bit more challenging at times to do what we do because we are females in our role. And that doesn't just affect us, it affects our families as well. So final comment. Yeah, that's good. I think the call would be for everyone just to be mindful. Right. Just pay attention to your church staff (laughs) and love on their families. You know, it's an unseen role. And 
personally just want to say you guys are rock stars because Yay. yeah, I mean, you guys are just carrying, you know, I mean, I mean, Lauren, I just met you. I'm assuming you're carrying it well. She seems pretty happy yes. with how things yes. are. If not, you guys can fight about it later. <laughs> Uh, but no, just in all seriousness, just thank you guys. You guys are clearly, you know, you're very supportive. And I often, I tell people all the time, like I could not have a bigger cheerleader than Troy. Like he's never said no to a goal, to, um, some cockamamie idea I might have about an event or whatever. It's just always been go for it. Same, same here. Yeah. Well guys, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you very much. And um, with that, I think that's the end of this episode. So, Wendy, this has been a good one. Awesome. Loved it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on Shooting Straight. I'm Tina. And I'm Wendy. And we love truth. Even when it hurts. Yes, indeed.